This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. On this week's show, we talk Shrewsbury, Barnsley, transfers and club legends. Welcome to Barapod. Hello everybody, uh, welcome to Spyropod, uh, I've already said that bit, uh, I'm Nate, uh, why am I doing this properly? Hi Pat. Hi Nate, how are you doing? Yeah, I don't know, I, I, I fudged the intro and then I just fudged this bit, see, so. In Nate's defence, t- it's been up 14 hours at this point, you need to break. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, you had, did you have a good weekend? Do you know what? It was all right. I uh, settled down to listen to the game on Saturday, not feeling great, and ended up just basically dozing through it. So you guys are going to have to catch me up on what I missed because I basically listened to about 10 minutes cumulative commentary and slept for the other 80. Yeah, I may have slightly nodded off at a point. Um, so no really, pressure then, Ben, but uh, we need your help here. Ben. And, <laughs> and as... You might have guessed Ben's here. Hello, mate. Hello, guys. How are you? Yeah, decent, decent, tired, but decent. How was your weekend? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah it was. It, it was good. I, uh, yeah, I was. I was out watching a bit of non-league football this weekend, um, but then uh, caught up, caught up on a uh, on our, our game at Shrewsbury, um, and um, sadly, watched the full ninety minutes back of what was probably one of the least eventful games of football I've seen in quite some time. Absolutely. Yeah, right. We'll, 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 we'll get to that. Before we start, um, there was a, some pretty horrible uh, news come out over the last few days or last couple of days with, um, with the news that uh, there was a crash with two uh, Stevenage fans in on the way back from Shrewsbury. Um, and one of them, Ollie, has lost his life, and uh, Liam, the other guy in the car, is fighting for his life in hospital. Um, it's it's obviously awful, awful news. Um, we were I wasn't going to mention it on here um, today, but uh, one of the one of the, a friend of the two um, has set up a GoFundMe to uh, just help take some pressure off the families not that it's really going to make a massive difference right now um but it just just done it to help out a little bit where possible so uh if you wish to donate um anything to the families then you can find the uh the, the link for that on our twitter page 
Yeah, it's a tough situation, isn't it? All you can say at this point is uh, condolences to those who've lost a loved one and best wishes to those whose loved one's fighting for his life because it's a horrible condition for all of them to be in. And uh, it's nice to see the football community gather around and do what it can to uh, provide some solace in these difficult times. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a, it's a really, really horrible situation um and you know first and foremost i think all of our thoughts go out to everybody connected with with both ollie uh, and with liam um and and you know hopefully we, we as a club uh, we we can do we can do the two of them proud on saturday um and, yeah. and pay our respects uh, in the best way possible uh, before the game against barnsley yeah absolutely um the club announced that there'll be a uh a minute's applause for for the lads before kickoff and and as is uh, tradition in in certainly lower league football, um, there'll be a round of applause on the nineteenth minute, um, which obviously we hope that everyone will observe pretty nicely and it will be a nice moment for 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 those affected. Um, okay, on with uh, on with on with the uh, the business of the show, um, Stevenage. Uh, winning 1-0 away at Shrewsbury on Saturday. Um, we started with Ashby having a goal. Luther right back. TVC and Pidge in the middle. Butler at left back. Um, and then we had uh, Ben Thompson, Finney Burns, Jake Forstakowski, Freeman as a midfield sort of four. Um, seems like Forstakowski did play quite quite wide out on the right on the left sorry with Freeman sort of cutting him in and out of right area right areas and in a sort of central attack in mid area and then Jamie Reed and um Aaron Presley up front um if we look at the quickly look at the stats of the game um we dominated possession well, dominated we had slightly more possession of uh, 52% um the pass success rate for both teams was a woeful 58% um, we dominated massively in the air. Uh, we dominated. We won a lot of ta- a lot more tackles than they did. We put in twenty um, successful tackles to their nine. Um, made more interceptions. Uh, they actually had more corners than us, but uh, on the whole, it was. I tell you how it sounded. Other than Dallas Dishwater. Um, it sounded like we won without needing to be anywhere near our best. That's that's how I felt. Yeah, yeah. and you never know whether we weren't at our best because we didn't need to be or whether we didn't have those extra gears if they were called upon, but fortunately they weren't, and uh, that one nicely taken goal was enough. Yeah, we, we really... Like, ultimately, whatever I heard... I haven't listened to it, but I've heard that the Shrewsbury commentator have been going on that we weren't allowing Shrewsbury to play the football that they wanted to play. Um, I really I don't think that that was the case at all. Um, watching the game back, I thought if I mean no one really had control of the game in for a large period. Um, and we, in all honesty, neither side created an awful lot. Shrewsbury looked like their game plan was to sort of capitalise on the counter-attack and Stevenage 
you know, as we've seen in the past, struggle to break down a low block for the majority of the game. And the one time that that block sort of, uh, you know, had players get caught a little bit out of position, it took a moment of brilliance from uh, Jake Forstakowski to carve the defence open. So, uh, yeah, didn't yeah. have to be at that I love yeah, that sort so, of comment, like they're fucking Brazil and they've scored 17 goals in 27 games this season. They, Yeah, they've scored fewer goals than Jamie Reid this season. So it's hardly it's hardly close to uh, them being one of those footballing teams that really play well but struggle against a physical team. Um, they were also talking about how... All we do is pump it long, which you know, if you look at the if you look at the uh, the chalkboard of the game, you look at the passes. Um, we did play a lot more long balls, but that's because we just played a lot more passes than they did. Um, so it's yeah, it, it is what it is. We know that we're going to get labelled uh, labelled like this by uh, by by has been second-rate commentary teams aren't, don't we? So it's all part and parcel of it, I think. Um, you they know what you came st- for. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. They they know what the... Uh, they, they know how a Steve Evans team plays. We know how a Steve Evans team plays. Unfortunately, none of the managers that they come up... Steve Evans, Steve Evans comes up against figures the figures him out so well, though, do they? So we'll, um, <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll go with that. Fine, whatever, lads. Um, yeah, the, uh, the the first half was sounded incredibly, incredibly boring. It, I won't, I won't lie. I've I've watched some of the extended highlights back, and it was all, it was too much. So fair play to Ben for uh, actually being able to sit through the actual entire game. Because fuck me, I don't think I could do it. I mean, I know I couldn't. I couldn't even do the extended highlights. Um, one thing I wanted to say. Uh, on JFC's pass was was it that good? Yes. Uh, I, I think if that's for any other player in the squad, that ball doesn't make it through to Jamie Reed. In not e- not even just make it through to him, but in the manner that it did, it just laid in such a good position for Reed to run onto. Now I'm just going to encourage people to 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 watch it back just just maybe once or twice more because don't get me wrong I do think it's a good pass but like Steve Evans was like oh that's a championship pass and obviously Ben Ben I think you called it a moment of genius a moment like a moment ago bringing it up but I don't know I'd like I don't want to put it down cuz like it was an assist and it worked right but it just felt like he, he overhit it slightly it really fizzed into Jamie Jamie Reeds, who did very very well to control to control the ball and and put it put it into an area where he can actually run onto it and 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 and, and, and score a goal. I think that I think that it was a it was a well directed pass from JFC, but I do wonder whether he could have made it a little bit easier for for Reedy. Well. Mr. Glass half empty for you there, ladies and gentlemen. I'll tell you, I was about, I was about to say. I tell you what, we're really scraping a barrel when I'm complaining about a fucking assist. <laughs> forget yeah. it, forget it, class. Yeah, I mean, it came it came from a, a header from Louis Thompson, didn't it? So, and then yeah. a challenge on Hemmings, and just kind of fell to it. So he didn't have that long to react to it, and he found a nice 
fairly narrow window between Shrewsbury players and Reed was the one who was alive to the ball falling to him and the ball getting played through that channel. So fair play to the two of them for being more alert than Shrewsbury on the day and uh, getting the goal that mattered. Yeah. Yeah, to be yeah. fair, it was a first time a first time strike and it did it did find that corridor, as you said. So I'm just I don't know, maybe I'm playing the devil's dad good slightly. The ball the ball itself was very reminiscent almost of the Harvey White pass. Um in the Port Vale FA Cup game. Uh, That's what really after, wasn't it? Yeah, very reminiscent yeah. of it. Um, I I would say White was probably technically a little bit more difficult to pull off than that one. Yes. But yeah, the fact that it was sure. first time does make the, the JFC one, in my like just as impressive. I mean, this is League One. That more often ends up in a goalkeeper and it ends up in an assist. So let's just count ourselves. <laughs> <lucky>. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so it's Steve. Steve. Uh, Steve Watkins said at the time, and then again um, uh, to Steve Evans um, during the uh, post-match interview that Reed misses those as often as he scores them. He's asking for a bumping. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's true, but I wouldn't say to Steve's face. Well, it's nothing. Surely, it's nothing Steve doesn't know, right? That's true, but I mean, you might. You got to think about the optics, or indeed, whether the audio version of optics is. <laughs> how does this? How does this? Um, how does this performance uh, go in terms of? Uh, or rate rather rank uh, in terms of being like a, a reply, a response, uh, Maidstone. I think it was important to get back to looking solid defensively, and they did that, having been torn apart a little bit first half by Maidstone. We had a, a back four that, if you're picking a back four from our squad, it's the back four that you'd most want to see, I think. Um, whether we ever see the back five again is another question. So they were solid citizens away from home and they were incisive enough to get the goal that they needed. It wasn't a comprehensive win against a fairly weak bottom quarter side. So it doesn't instill with huge amounts of confidence going into Barnsley, but it could have been a lot worse. And I was worried that the maid's own performance would uh, stamp too much confidence out of the side to make the League One promotion push more difficult. But... They've certainly shown that that didn't happen, and that's a, that's a positive. Yeah, I I think that Steve hit the nail on the head, sort of pre-match. It it wasn't like usually. I think all all of us would say that the performance is is as important as the result itself. Um, but I think especially after the Maidstone loss, which is probably the biggest hit that this group of players has had it was all about just getting that result on Saturday, getting the confidence back within the group and then looking forward to, you know, what, what's going to be, you know, a crucial couple of months coming up as to whether we, we end up sort of, you know, sneaking into the bottom of those playoffs or whether we end up with a top half finish. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I'd, I think that I, I I can't really I just disagree with that. I think it's it's maybe not entirely the performance that 
you would have wanted going away to Shrewsbury, who, you know, in the, if we're looking at the form table, are 21st out of 24. Um, however, there's a lot to be said about digging in and winning when you're not at your best. And that's certainly what we achieved on Saturday. So it's, um, it will do, isn't it, really? Three points is three points. You're not going to remember whether it was a really comprehensive three points or a scraped by the skinny T three points come uh, April, May time. Mm, yeah, maybe. I'm not sure Another I completely mm. agree. Another thing I will point out is that Shrewsbury, out of their 30 points, 22 of them have come at home. So despite their position in the league table and their recent form not being amazing, it's probably a, a slightly better win than than it may appear on paper. Shrewsbury actually have a better home record than we do. Yeah, played a couple more games, but yeah, definitely. So uh, yeah, it's 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 a very good three point three points on the road is always very good, isn't it? I've I, I've lost count of the amount of times I've said you take a point on the road pretty much every single game if you could have it, because um, generally speaking, if you do that. Your home form's going to see you sail sail through the rest of the, the rest of the season, isn't it? Or you hope. Um, let's have a look around the rest of the league. Um, Reading versus Port Vale was abandoned uh, because of a uh, protest against that absolute turd they've got in charge. Um, that obviously Shrewsbury nil, Stevenage one. Uh, Portsmouth got pumped three 0 at home against Leighton Orient. That was a that's a that's a real shocker. Although they do have a bit of an injury crisis at the moment, Portsmouth, and they've lost both games they've played since they beat us on New Year's Day. Um, Northampton drew with Wigan. Uh, Charlton uh, lost at home 2-1 against Peterborough. Uh, Wickham uh, drew at home 1-0 with uh, Lincoln City, conceded in the 96th minute. Um, Carlisle lost 3-1 at home against Oxford. Blackpool won 2-0 at home against Exeter. Barnsley won 2-1 against Bristol Rovers. And Cambridge won against, uh, 2-1 against Fleetwood, who are uh, <laughs> sinking without a trace. All that, along, along with Carlisle, to be fair. Although they've made some very good signings this, this, uh, this January window. So that one might not continue. Um, if we look at the table quickly... Um, we're not going to do the bottom half. We don't care about them anymore. Um, so Lincoln are in 12th, uh, 33 points. And you've got Bristol Rovers in 11th, 34 points. Orient found themselves in 10th, now 35 points. Northampton are 9th, 37. And then you've got a five-point gap up to Blackpool in 8th on uh, 42 points. Um then you've got a four-point gap up to Stevenage, who also have a game in hand over Blackpool, uh, 46 points. Barnsley, also on 46 points. They do have a game in hand over us, though. Um, then you've got Oxford uh, on 49 points and Derby on 49 points. And in the top three, Bolton, Peterborough, Portsmouth, 51, 52, and 53 points. So it's um, the, the league's starting to separate out into the fodder at the bottom, the mid-table obscurity, and then and then there's a pack forming at the top for the playoffs. And then the, those three that just, just keeping themselves ahead of the rest of the, the sort of promotion-chasing teams at the moment. Um, 
although you know Oxford with having lost um Manning haven't haven't pushed on like we we were expecting them to earlier on in the season um and uh Portsmouth Portsmouth uh, aren't running away with it like we we sort of expected either so um yeah it's shaping up really interestingly isn't it lads it's looking really important this weekend's game against Barnsley because the clubs above that aren't dropping points with enough regularity to let us catch them up. Portsmouth might drop out of the automatics, but they ain't going to drop out of the playoffs. So it really is like an absolute dogfight for that sixth place to get in there. And, uh, you know, they beat us at their place. So to get one over on them in the return leg and leapfrog them back into the playoff positions is absolutely humongous this weekend. Yeah, it yeah. would be massive because even if we beat them on Saturday, there's a six-point swing we would need for them to, you know, go and win their next game and uh, and still not sort of stay ahead of us on goal difference. So it's 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 a massive, massive game, seventh versus sixth this weekend. Um, if we just look at look at the fixtures for our. Um, Promotion chasing uh, teams: uh, Derby visit Lincoln this weekend. Uh, Bolton visit Orient. Portsmouth visit Fleetwood. So you'd expect them to get a get get a, get a win there. Um, Peterborough go to Shrewsbury. Uh, sorry, Peterborough host Shrewsbury um, and Oxford face Northampton. Um, I look at all of those games. It's hard to see any of them losing dropping points, isn't it? Really. Mm, I, I'm not sure. I, I think Dar- Derby at Lincoln, maybe. Derby, at Li- yeah. Derby, albeit in very good form, they've only lost once since they lost our uh, at the Lamex. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I don't think Oxford Northampton is a foregone conclusion either. Northampton beat them um, on the 23rd of December, um, and although Oxford's form is is improving. I still don't think they're 100% settled yet under Des Buckingham. And Northampton, no. all intentions, purposes, actually have really picked up under John Brady recently. So, yes, you, know, I, you, you never know. Um, but yeah, us, us against Barnsley, it is a big game next weekend. Yeah, they've, the Northampton bubbled up past um, Lincoln, who've lost four of their last five in the league. So, yeah, the, there'll be a challenge for Oxford, a team on that form. Um, and they'll be desperate for a win as well because, you know, what? They're top 10. You've got to think we've got an outside sniff of the top six, albeit with nine points to catch up. But that means you have to consistently take points off the teams above you as well. So it's all or nothing for them. A draw isn't enough. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, right, before before we sort of look properly ahead at um, Barnsley, I... Uh, I heard somebody somebody say that Jamie Reed, um, you would think now he's solidified his place as a club legend. So I just wanted to get your opinions on that. Ben, we'll go with Ooh. you first. Club legend? He's, he's certainly not far off. Um, well, he's a record EFL goal scorer now for Stevenage. He is. He is. Um, and it's like, would, like, would you consider... It's like, do you consider Matt Godden a Stevenage legend? You know, do like he's probably aside from Jamie Reed, 
the next most iconic Stevenage goal scorer that we've had in the Football League. Um, so I think, I think if, especially if Reed stays with the club and we get in get in the playoffs this year, one hundred percent, Jamie Reed would go down as a Stevenage legend because you know if we're going to get in the playoffs, Jamie Reed will have scored twenty goals minimum, probably more like twenty five yeah. by the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't I wouldn't throw that tag on him just yet, um, but I. I would imagine by the end of the season we're we're probably looking at legend status for Reedy, definitely. Yep, yeah, I can't argue with it, Pat. Okay. I think another thing I, mean, I will just throw that it's the importance on. of the goals, some of the goals he scored as well, that probably would elevate him a little bit more as well. You think the Grimsby game, the Swindon game last year, um, scoring at Villa Park, you know, there's a, there's an awful lot that goes yeah. towards sort of like those memorable moments really would go towards being a legend. Yeah. I know my, my, my reservation is that he's only been here three seasons. And so it's a big tag to stick on someone in that short a time, but that's 132 appearances. And, you know, he's, as you say, been involved in one of the best periods in the club's history last season and this season as well. So, borderline, I guess. We'll, we'll yeah. probably look back at it in a few years and be more concerned about it. You you say that three years is a little isn't very long, but Cambridge named a stand after Paul Mullen after one season, didn't they? Yeah, and it's modern football, isn't it? So you, that, that sort of longevity of player is just not as common these days. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah. Again, I'd be like, hey, it's a bit early, but if he if he if, if he can finish off the finish off this season as a, as strong as he's been up to now, I don't think uh, it becomes harder and harder to keep arguing against it, doesn't it? For sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, right, looking ahead to uh, to to Barnsley Stevenage. Um, or Stevenage Barnsley, whatever. Um, obviously, our form's been a little bit spotty. Um, a few losses in there, a couple of uh, one 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 draw, two wins, and three losses on the last six. Whereas Barnsley, um, I've got th- what's what's that? Uh, three three wins, three draws in their last six. Um, we we we. We played them fairly recently, so I think you're probably all relatively familiar with with them. They're a very strong side, um, good good solid wing play. Uh, they're very good at counter attacking. They're also very good at creating chances, um, creating scoring chances through sort of some of the individual skill players they've got in the in the, uh, the, the 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 attacking attacking phases of play. Um, To be honest, I'm not really sure. I'm not, I don't know what I put them down as having particular weaknesses. Ben, you might want to help me out with that one because they're a pretty fucking solid team, aren't they? Yeah. Um, I think from sort of like a Barnsley supporter perspective, um, what, what they, they are looking for in this window is to strengthen in their defence. Um, like they've got a, they, a very solid um, central central defender, 
in a mild Durand uh, de Gervigny. I think I've said that correctly. Um, he's a very You've solid... You've done a better job than I'd have done. <laughs> he's a very solid central defender. But then I think either side of them, but they're just slightly lacking, not in the, necessarily the depth there, but they're lacking in quality relative to the rest of their side. I mean, you look at the, the Barnsley midfield, in my opinion, it could be the best midfield in League One. Um, you know, on paper, uh, you've got the likes of Herbie Kane, Luke O'Connell, Adam Phillips in that midfield. You know, there's there's no way that you need to really strengthen there because yeah. you know, it's so strong, it could probably do a job in the championship. Um, so I think if, if we're looking at potential weaknesses, it is that defence and potentially the, the effectiveness of sort of clearing their lines I've seen recently but I think they're unbeaten in nine um, and yeah it is difficult to pinpoint a an evident weakness in that in that starting 11 yeah they their do, last do. loss was back in the start of December wasn't it so they're, they're a formidable looking side the thing that stood out for me looking at that squad was they've got a lot of plays with goals and a lot of plays with assists so they've got a lot of variety of threat but if you look past Devontae Cole on 11 goals, their second top scorer has three. So it's maybe easier said than done, but if you can keep him quiet, that nullifies them more than you'd expect for a team as high as they are in the division, I think. And that's a key to victory. Yeah, yeah, it's a good, good, good spot on that one. I was, I was going to bring up Devante Cole, the fact that he's got um, 11 goals in the league, but he's got 15 goals Um all season alongside uh, Jamie Reed, who's got 15 too. So it's it's a pretty good um pretty good outlay from him up top. Um and you know he's got he's got players around him like uh like uh John uh McAtee who's a very creative good player. He's got um <clears throat> Barry Cora as well, decent decent sort of front front footed going getting getting himself forward playing football um so it's that was a fucking horrible sentence you know what i mean um one one thing that i did pick out is that they've conceded six goals this season to um penalties which is up there with with worst in the league um so you know that's something that stevenage won't benefit from but you know you can (laughs) benefit you can benefit from their uh their uh some some shaky defending in the uh, the final third uh, in the area um, it will be a very I think it will be a I think it will be a cracking game and I'm, I'm expecting it to be played at uh, quite a quite a ferocious pace I think yeah, yeah it should be a frenetic one and it's one where you want to uh, get them on the back foot as much as you can uh, try and impose yourself which again is easier said than done but if you can establish yourself like that that's the way to uh the way to maximise chances of winning it and God knows we need to if we're realistic about playoff ambitions. Yeah, and uh, we, we, we've gone for all those players and we haven't even got to probably the, arguably two of the most important players in their system because they are so effective down those wings in Callum Styles and Corey O'Keefe. Um, mm. O'Keefe scored uh, scored the winner, I believe, uh, at the weekend against Bristol Rovers. Um and Callum Styles, um, you know, full like full international player, likely to play at the Euros this summer. Um, 
um, been linked with a move to the championship for the past few windows. Um, so, you know, we can keep the bank, the bank cold quiet all, all we like, but there is, there is quality all around in that, in that Barnsley side. That means it will be a big challenge for the wing-backs then and how we protect the space in front of the wing-backs with whatever team structure we put in front of it. And we Definitely. saw towards the end of the last game, Butler taking a big knock. So it will be, uh, fingers crossed, he comes out of that absolutely fine because we've seen what the backup is behind him. He got um, Butler got man and a match on Saturday for for according to who scored He was the best player on the pitch. I deserve, deservedly so. Um, yeah, Butler was excellent. I, I'd say out of yeah, sure there were there weren't many players who I would say I would say particularly inspiring. Um, but yeah, Butler, Butler played very well. Um, thought Nick Freeman had a bit more of an impact on the game than than, than what I've seen from him. Um, in recent games, um, so yeah, um, no, but but Dan Butler definitely a worthy man of the match. Good to hear. Yeah, right. Let's uh, let's let's talk about um, transfers a little bit. We've got a bit of time left. It's only half. It's only thirty minutes in, and we've covered everything that we needed to cover, really. Um, Burton looked like they not Burton. He's at Burn. Um, Barry looked like they've joined the race to sign Carl Stockton from Burn, um, which you'd probably expect. He, he's never been one for playing down south, um, as he's you know he's, he's, his families are all based sort of up up north a bit. So you'd um, you'd probably expect that to be a bit more of a an option for him. What do you, what do you reckon, Ben? Um, yeah, I, I think you, I think you're you're certainly correct on that. It's it's one of those things where when we talk about transfers, what what we see from the outside is sort of like we we see the profile of a player and who might fit the structure, and we could say, oh well, you know, let let's let's say Cole Stocks and who does fit the Stevenage, you know, sort of style, the system very well. We we could say, oh, it's a no brainer, bring Cole Stockton in then you've got to consider yeah. all sorts of other factors with, with transfers. You know, we've got to consider location, sort of where, where the player currently lives. Would they have to be sort of staying in a hotel room for, for an entire week? And what effect could that have on the player? Uh, have they got family elsewhere, you know, partners, children, etc.? So it's like you could give a, a short list of twenty players for a position, and we probably you probably whittle it down with all those factors, and you probably end up with about one or two. Um, yeah. And I think I think that with Stockton, there there probably is that case that just geographically, I don't think it's a viable option for sort of like number one for us, sort of keeping a player happy, but also for for him, you know, his morale. I think would be better suited up up north, maybe at a team like Barrow. Yeah, sad and, state of affairs when you're less attractive than Barrow. Well, yeah, yes and no. Mostly no, but I think in this, I think in this situation, you know, they're they're having a pretty good fucking season um, this year, aren't they? So I think. Um, it's it's a bit 
it's a bit less sort of clear cut as 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 you'd usually want to want want to believe. Um, Pete Wells having a got them performing really well at the top of the top end of uh, League Two. So he might just think, do you know what? It's not it's not really reputation wise. It's probably not really that bigger step down from somewhere like Stevenage to go to Barrow, if we're being honest. And he's going to go and fit, slot into a system where, I mean, he's going to be coming up against teams that weaker teams than he would if he's playing playing for Stevenage. So you know, he's probably going to have a better run um, at getting a good a good number of goals under his hat um, from now towards the end of the season. Um, and you know, like we said, you know, it's, like Ben said, it's it's very easy to say, oh yeah, he's he's good, we're good, good fit. But at the end of the day. For for players certainly of at the level of sort of League One, League Two, maybe even some some Championship level players, location plays a massive part of where where they go. Um, so yeah, it's it, it'll be an interesting one to see um, to see to see where he ends up. Um, we've also been linked with uh, in the press with uh, Warrington Rylands. Top goal scorer Adam uh, Sidibe, Sidibe. Um, although you know you, you'd certainly say a Sidibe if you're in Warrington, but um, I'm not so sure about my pronunciation of him. Of it, um, they've reportedly uh, Warrington Rylands have apparently uh, rejected three offers so far: one from FC AFC Files and uh, a couple of others, um, but. Their manager is playing down that there are there have been any offers for the lads. Um, so we'll see. Uh, I, I'm not. There's some reports saying he's 25. Some are saying he's 21. Um, apparently, he played in a uh, trial game for Steve for Stevenage, um, and he impressed. So I don't. I. Honestly, this one seems all over the place. It could end up at Blackpool, which again, you know, wouldn't be all that surprising if he does move to the the football league, being fairly local to Warrington. Certainly more so than us, at least. Um, yeah, I don't, being a player who's playing you know, two, three levels below us, I, he's not one I'm really familiar with. So uh, I don't know if you've had a look at him, Ben. Um, I haven't had a look at him, though. Um, I, I would... It's one of those where it's as soon as someone reports it, it becomes a little bit more convincing with us because you know there's not an awful lot that really makes it out into the papers when when yeah. you sort of attach us with a with a with a gentle a definite name. Um, but I wouldn't in in terms of a striker, what we're looking for is going to be not not someone who is going to take a while to sort of like get into the flow of things a little bit like the majority of our signings did last January. What we're looking yeah. for is we're looking for someone to hit the ground running now, um, you know, be able to come into the side the week that they're signed, hit the ground running um, and and someone, who, someone who's going to work hard for Steve. And do I see someone from... Warrington Rylands coming in and hitting the ground running in League One straight away. I haven't seen him play, but I'm, that's a big jump uh, to come in and make a massive. Yeah. 
Um, so and he's I only would, been at that team I've never heard of for like half a season. He was at Cheadle Heath Nomads the season before that, who were yeah. Northwest Counties Football League this year. It's a humongous step up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if he does come in, I don't think that I don't think that's the striker that we're we're bringing to partner Reed uh, for sure. I, I've heard rumours literally just before coming coming on to record. There are murmurs of the Dane Oliver from Bradford City, um, who isn't playing there at the moment. Has played under Steve Evans before at Gillingham and had the best spell of his career at Gillingham under Steve Evans. That one would yeah. be a lot more realistic and a lot less surprising than the other two names that I think we've mentioned so far. That that would be a that would be a transfer that I'd be very happy with for Dane Oliver. Yeah. I'll, I'll put that one out there. <laughs> um yeah, okay. Um well rumour has it that we've we've already we'd already agreed something with a, a goalkeeper and something with a striker, but um yeah, we 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 haven't we haven't seen that yet. Um but it'll be very interesting to see to see if anything else happens. Uh, I don't like I don't like the fact that I keep seeing uh, Luke Freeman linked with us. I don't I just don't think there's any I don't necessarily think there's room for him in our system. I think that he doesn't really improve things massively in any position. I, I don't think you in a way the if he were to come in I, I think whoever we bring in should we bring in a, a, a sort of like an attack midfielder I don't think you need someone who's going to come in and actually improve the team because arguably one of our strongest players in the team already occupies that position it's probably yeah. more just a case of you know if, if Roberts is playing a couple of Saturdays and Tuesdays have you got someone who could come on for 20 minutes potentially uh, just to give Roberts a bit of a rest for, for the next game yeah, yeah it feels like one yeah. that's set up to underwhelm doesn't it which is not what you want you don't want to taint the legacy yeah a little bit like what Daryl Horgan did last year when he came in that sort of I think if we were going to bring someone in what we need really I mean, that would be tragic if Freeman came in and did that. No offence, Daryl, but like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, not not a, not a fan of Daryl Horgan. I really didn't think that was... Uh, less said about him, the better. Why, we, we don't need to mention him ever again. <laughs> let's, 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 let's not. One um, thing we forgot to mention in the... Carlisle in the Barnsley preview I should say is that they're playing Carlisle on Tuesday night so gotta hope that takes something out of their legs it was uh, Ben yeah. mentioning Tuesday night that uh, tweaked me on yeah. I hope Carlisle yeah. do us more of a favour than Burton are currently doing as well well yeah Burton are 1-0 down or they were 1-0 down the last I looked 2-1 now just approaching the hour mark oh okay well it's not Making it work Not for bad. it at least, which is as much as you can expect. Ex Stevenage man Steve Seddon scored. Oh, yeah. good on you, Steve. Steve. Yeah, we all we all love Steve Seddon. I, he's he's someone I'd have here back here in our heartbeat. Yep. Luke I sat next to his dad well. once. Good time. Did you? Hmm. Nice. I'd, I'd I'd like Luke Amos back as well. Yep. We spoke about yeah. that at length. We, that yeah. that would be a fantastic signing. Uh, and and on a free, and on a free as well. 
Yeah, that would be that would be beautiful. No Just doubt that's Steve Evans' favourite amount. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, why wouldn't it be? Especially for a player like uh, uh, Lee Kamos. Yeah, that, that that would be a top top signing, and would really put the cap on the pigeons, wouldn't it? Um. Okay. Uh, well, let's uh, let's wrap that up then. I think I think it's a good 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 forty five minutes under our belts. Can't really go wrong. Um, thank you everybody for joining us and listening to us. As uh, as uh, as we said at the, the the top of the show, please if you if if you can head over to the, our Twitter account. And do you know what? I'm going to make the uh, I'm going to make our the uh, poster for this one a QR code to. Uh, to, to the GoFundMe, um, so people people can go and uh, go and uh, donate as much as as much as they they're able to to really try and ease ease the uh, stress of uh, arranging funerals and and such because it really is it really is the la- the last thing you want to be having to do at a time like this. Um, our thoughts are thoughts are with the families and uh, up the borough. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.